goodest of good days, cats and kittens. Welcome to both another week and another episode of Discontent Provider. Yes, I know that while one's in the vice-like grip of the Mundy McGrims, it's frightfully difficult to summon up the sunny smile and the semblance of enthusiasm for either, but uh, go on, give it a go, eh, what? Relatively easy for us to say, of course. We're here in our happy place, that sequestered spot of rural beauty, where isolated patches of Monday misery can be easily hidden neath some judiciously kicked autumn leaves, while you are perhaps stuck in a motor car behind some burke who doesn't know what half the gadgets and buttons of their auto-watcher are for. Nevertheless, let's all make an effort to shrug off the early week ennui and head towards Friday with something that at least approaches good grace. We'll make it easier for you, if you like. While things could always be worse isn't quite the universal spiritual balm that those who unthinkingly proffer it imagine it to be, it is, as is so often the case, all we have in stock. Mind you, in uh, this instance, our cold comfort compress won't work for all of our podcast pals. As you may know, we have some listeners in the Americas, and uh, the way in which uh, things could be worse I'm uh, outlining today doesn't sadly apply to them, because things already are worse and are unlikely to unworsen very much in the foreseeable future. That being so, neither Arkham nor myself would, uh, would blame our US chums for skipping this episode and doing, uh, well, whatever it is you cats and kittens do. Watching the wrestling, driving monsters, or sitting about in coffee shops exchanging snappy comic dialogue that doesn't quite work because you're now one friend short. In the meantime, the uh, rest of us can claw some solace from the fact that uh, however grim and scabby our day-to-day might seem on occasions, we can be pretty damned confident that we're unlikely to be involved in a mass shooting. Last week in America saw another one. I say another one as opposed to the latest one, because for all I know there might have been three since we left the house to come out here. Uh, It took place in Lewiston, Maine, as a bloke, one Robert Card, uh, an army reservist and shooting instructor, opened fire indiscriminately upon people in a bowling alley and a bar with a high-powered assault rifle of some kind. Mr Card is no longer with us. Uh, His body was found at a recycling plant following a two-day manhunt. The story is tragically much the same as uh, the others of its type. The only thing that ever really seems to vary is the number of victims, uh, 18 dead and 13 injured in this case. Uh, So the debate about guns continues then. Should they be banned? Should access to them be restricted? Should everybody be given four Glock 9mm and a stealth crossbow? The same old questions, the same dispiriting lack of answers beyond crude rhetoric about freedom, vested interests and, but of course, an awful lot of name-calling. It could be argued, mind you, that a Britisher shouldn't weigh in on these matters. Come to think of it, it often is argued, particularly by American firearms fetishists who uh, resent outsiders attempting to meddle in their doings. Well, given that that line of reasoning proved fruitless to the people of Vietnam, Venezuela, Nicaragua, Iraq, Afghanistan and several other scenic spots around the globe, I feel we can uh, bulldoze uh, over that pretty much as, uh, well, you know. Well, there are a couple of points about the issue that I feel that we here in the UK don't appreciate and, uh, and that does rather skew our perspective. Being a largely shooter-free country, many in the UK see that banning guns would be a relatively simple affair. But uh, it isn't. 
Uh, it is here, both because there simply aren't many guns knocking about, and because we're a small island whose borders, despite the claims made by the likes of Monsieur Farage, who once claimed that freedom of movement means freedoms of Kalashnikovs, uh, are not terribly porous, and smuggling guns into the UK is not as, not an easy matter. Certainly not uh, compared to getting illicit firepower into the US, a huge nation with two colossal borders. In that respect, certainly, us Brits do tend to be overlooking a serious problem, perhaps willfully. The other big difference is entirely cultural. Guns, qua guns, don't mean a great deal to us over here. Oh, it can't be denied that deep down a lot of cats and kittens have a sneaking feeling that guns are boss, awesome and cool. Hard and heavy in your hand? Nothing like that feeling, I'm sure. The prospect of standing statue still and emptying two pistols into an oncoming car like Harvey Keitel in Reservoir Dogs? Oh, one's a towel rack. Holding a gun sideways? One would be super bad, no two ways about it. On the whole though, most adults after a few minutes of this would realise, maybe somewhat sheepishly, that they are adults and that there's something rather impotent, inadequate and childish about feeling like a big shot because you could settle a minor dispute over a parking spot or a refund for a defective harmonica by shooting somebody's fucking head off. For many uh, in the US pro-gun camp, however, it's all a bit more significant than this. The gun is a mystical talisman, a symbol of hard-won freedoms, a constitutionally protected totem that has not only historically guarded them from tyranny, but also cost them the juice of a lot of money. And while one suspects, perhaps cynically, that it's the latter point that might really be at the bottom of their reluctance to hand over their shooting irons, the importance of the Second Amendment, or at least the propaganda surrounding its importance, can't be dismissed. I mean, forget that, as I think we covered a while back, uh, all that really changed for the bulk of Americans following the Revolutionary War was the accents of the hierarchy doing the oppressing. There is a genuine, almost magical belief in guns as something essential to the nature, to the character of America. Uh, then there are the more prosaic arguments, the most notable being, if we all gave up our guns, only criminals would have them and we'd be easy prey. True, of course, on the face of it, but it overlooks the point that almost nobody wants to ban guns. Rather, they want their use and power to be restricted and their accessibility to raving lunatics to be curtailed by, at the very least, them having to fill in a really long and complicated form. What realistically does a householder need for self-defence or hunting, the main legitimate uses for firearms? I'd say that a rifle or a shotgun and, and a handgun would pretty much meet the case in most instances, wouldn't you? If one can't polish off an armed assailant with that sort of kit, you're probably going to be more dangerous to yourself or a loved one than a felon if you get your mitts on something like an AR-15 or a fucking hand grenade. This argument, it must be noted, also fails dismally to apply to mass shootings, because in the vast majority of cases, the killers used guns they'd either acquired wholly legally or liberated from a relative or friend by the simple expedient of going into their house and rooting around in a cupboard, or perhaps picking up a forty-five being used to prop up a wobbly table. Because what else will they go and use, Dagnabbit? A goddamn book? Sadly, these entirely sensible points are drowned out by the hysterical thunder of fear-mongering fuckstumps like Alex Jones, the NRA, and that keen patron of the legitimate theatre, Ms Lauren Bobert. 
And until one finds a way of successfully showing them up for the loudmouth liars that they are, the good people of the land of the free are facing an uphill battle to prevent yet another horrific blood-drenched nightmare. For a perhaps more optimistic, certainly a better informed perspective uh, on this grisly topic, I'd advise you, uh, as I have done before, uh, to give the Inane Blather podcast a listen. I mean to say I'd advise you to anyway, on account of it being wholly dope. Uh, but one of the co-hosts works for an ad- advocacy group that campaigns for increased gun safety in the States. And while she seems to feel that it's a hard fight, it's still one well worth fighting. And that more people than you might expect are susceptible to rational points rather than unspeakable hogwash about gun-grabbing globalists herding a pacified and gunless population into death camps. Good luck to her and to everyone else in the States who doesn't want their country to be knee-deep in corpses. Well, all in all, I'd say that that was entirely suitable material for a Monday, wouldn't you, podcast pals? We'll be back with more of similar on Wednesday. So, until then, cheerio.